Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money on a Friday. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Las Vegas at the South Point. And as we welcome you in, the objective today, you're going to know what you need to know about the SEC. Then you go deeper with the college football guide that we dropped yesterday, which is doing awesome. Make sure you go check it out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You'll also have a good feel for the Big 12, whatever that means. As we <laughs> welcome you in, boys, and I'll bring the three, three of us up here. I said what the Big 12 means. First off, the Big 12 has 14 teams. And secondly, right now, what's happening with the NCAA and these college presidents and boosters and goofy power brokers across the landscape of college football, they're playing a merciless game of Jenga because you know that game where you play it and you pull the one block out and you hope it doesn't teeter totter and you hope it doesn't fall over. Then somebody pulls another one out. And once they do, it completely crashes to the ground. Well, that right now is college football. That's realignment. That's what's happening. If you're just joining us and you don't know what's up, uh, it appears Arizona could be headed to the big 12. It appears Oregon and Washington, them all could be headed to headed to the big 10. So you're going to have teams. The big 10 of course is a Midwestern product, but you've got Rutgers. You go East, you got Atlantic, you go Maryland, and now you go all the way West to teams and states that are touching the Pacific and Washington and Oregon and UCLA and USC. It is a wild time in college football right now. Hi boys. What's going on? How much you think they're going to change the name to the Lewis and Clark expedition? I mean, these guys are going as far West as possible at this point in time. It's ridiculous. I mean, you got the Oregon trail in there now. I mean, I get, you get the Seattle market. It's a good academic school. You've got the, the Huskies. I, I know I've been down for a little while when Ty Willingham took over. Uh, but this program is back on the rise. You look at Oregon. They've been a consistent, proven commodity for about the last decade and a half. Uh, of course, USC, UCLA in there. And then you mentioned it going east to Rutgers and Maryland as well. So it'll be interesting, and I don't think all this is done. I really feel bad for people that are supporters of Washington State, Oregon State, two schools to me, that when all the musical chairs stop, are going to be left without chairs. Yeah, you mentioned your friend yesterday, and big guy, I want to get your take on this as a college football fanatic. College realignment has killed, you know, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Pitt, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Wazoo. I mean, it continues to wipe out the rivalries. I, I guess you could schedule them non-conference, which is weird, but yeah. this is a great who that's a great map. Good job downstairs. Whoever pulled Amazing. that one up big guy. As we get your take on the drama and consternation that is realignment. Those watching on TV, vcin.com, of course, YouTube TV and all over the place can take a look at the new Big Ten, which is just hilarious when you look at it, just kind of spaced out. Lewis and Clark is a good example across the country. Big guy thoughts. It's just not fun anymore. Like, the first time we heard of this was, what, 2011, Texas and Oklahoma were going to go to the Pac-12? Like, it also makes me wonder what would have happened in that scenario had that went down with right, those remember, two going yeah. there and how how different the college landscape could be. But when, when I think about it, it's just this is all a reaction to the new college football playoff format that's coming down the road here with more teams getting in. Like, it feels like once we change that scenario, then there's a reaction among these leagues to add, subtract, to move. And unfortunately, the Pac-12 is going to have to die. 
it, it's already dead. Well, but the irony is, apropos of nothing, we started off our Pac-12 conversation a couple of days ago with the Pac-12 is back. <laughs> nah, it's gone, right? Yeah, Think about that, Amal. I mean, this is right now, it's a deep league. It's been a joke of a league for a long time, for years and years now. And like you guys both just said, it's gone. It is. And I thought Dustin brought up a good point with the large, uh, how big the leagues are becoming, simply because you're going to wind up with what appears to be three leagues, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big 12. And from a television standpoint, the money that was going to the ACC and the Pac-12 will eventually get swallowed into the uh, Big Ten and the SEC and the Big 12. The one advantage I think the Big Ten's going to have, though, over these other markets is you look at the market size. You've got Seattle. You've got Los Angeles. You've got Chicago. Um, throw in New York for Rutgers. I don't think there's five people across the uh, Hudson that are actually watching Rutgers play. Even if, I mean, to me, right now, the money is all that it comes down to. It's like that in everything, though. And the SEC, they don't have that bigger fit footprint, but the success of the league has helped them a lot. Okay, if the three of us did an IQ test, my assumption is the two of you would come out on top over oh. me. So let me ask you a question from an unintelligent perspective. I understand the Pac-12 is about to go bye-bye. Yep. Is that because, boys, for years they couldn't land a TV deal? They couldn't get anything accomplished? They tried to go alternative with how they handled their TV situation? Is that the reason? Like, first off, why don't you just both tell me the reason for all this madness right now? I understand money is the answer, but can we go a layer deeper? So I'm going to tell you the behind-the-scenes story on this thing. Limo Larry, the former commissioner of the Pac-12, is the reason why they are not Larry on directing. Hundred percent. No, no, I'm not. I'm telling you from a former AD that this is why they're not on the on direct TV. This was a huge killer for them. It was a pennies on the dollar that was the differential between uh, direct TV and the Pac-12, and that was one of the things that killed the network. Think about this, Patrick. You know this. You live out in the West Coast, but you're from Michigan, myself from Ohio. You can watch the University of Michigan. You can watch Ohio State. All these teams play on the Big Ten network, whether you live in the state of Correct. Washington, state of California, Hawaii, wherever you may be. SEC network, same thing. The ACC came to the party a little bit later on. The Pac-12 had a great opportunity you've got some academic and athletic absolute institutions when you look at stanford usc ucla throw in cal berkeley and some of the smaller sports these are prominent or uh, uh, institutions across the american landscape and they missed out on a great opportunity you've got big money donors patrick you know this living living in los angeles the largest employer in the city of los angeles is the university of southern california and Correct. make no mistake about it usc runs la the big money donors are at SC. We know the money that Stanford has. So when you think about what they could have been and what they could, should have done, Larry Scott, this should all fall at his feet. Yeah, ahead, and, and Patrick, the, uh, the, the new deal from what I've read, I haven't read a ton on it, but the little stuff nuggets I've seen is they were going to have to go to a full streaming deal. They weren't getting a TV cut is what it looked like. There was going to be Apple TV was in the mix. That's an issue. But Amal brings up a really great point. And he said, I'm sorry, could you repeat what you said? Amal brings up a really great point. A lot of, we, a lot of ass kissing going we, on early in we, the show. We, <laughs> we're looking at this from the football perspective. There are a lot of other sports that are going to be absolutely brutalized yep. by the travel that's about to be put forth in front of them from a financial aspect, from an exhaustion aspect. Like there are going to be a lot of issues down the road for other sports than football. Yet the only reason these decisions are being made is because of football. You're right. But here's the thing I, I would push back with the amount of money that's going to come in now is going to offset and cover the cost of flying from Los Angeles to state college or some of these other places. By the way, they should just kick Penn State out of the Big Ten because state college is the most difficult university to get to in America that's not Washington State. It's pretty bad. Uh, Patrick, so here would be my question. What happens to the ACC, guys? Well, but first, before you get to that, Amal mentioned I was born in Michigan, born in Detroit, now live in Los Angeles. I'm the type of guy, and there's one thing about me, I've always been Big Ten through and through. Same. Big Ten country in Michigan, Big Ten country in Los Angeles and California. You know that about me, big guy. You've always known that about me. It's been since day one. Now, what's your dumb question about the ACC? <laughs> well, well, the ACC's got to get poached next, right? All these other leagues are getting bigger. The ACC's... Well, Florida no one... State's bailing. Look, somebody explain to me while you're... I sorry to interrupt you, but Florida State's trying to get out of the ACC, and they're grabbing... What are they going to get Saudi money to do it? 
Like, what's happening with that Kentaro race? Hey, let me tell you something. Everything's for sale. It doesn't really matter in this day and age. I don't, I don't think they've got the direct flight right now from Riyadh to Tallahassee, but it could be something that's implemented in the future. I think they offered Mbappe to play wide receiver. Like, I just can't. It's kind of a soccer, kind of a crossover joke. You'll get it, kids. It's a Friday. I don't get it. Again, I use Jenga. We can use another analogy, dominoes, but it is really, it's one of those things where, you know, USC, UCLA, UCLA bailing, and then what was it, Amal? Texas and Oklahoma yeah. headed to the SEC. Like, we knew that was just the beginning of the end. You're absolutely right. And Patrick brings up a great question, which is with the ACC. Look, Florida State and Clemson, I think – don't, everybody has always looked at those two schools as SEC schools. Academically, they're SEC schools. To me, Virginia to the Big Ten, right. Pittsburgh to the Big Ten makes perfect sense. University of Miami could wind up in the Big Ten because of the academics. I think you could see an interesting kind of caveat in terms of the way this thing breaks out with some of these schools going to the SEC, some going to the Big Ten. I, I don't see too many going to the Big 12 from the ACC. It could happen, but I could be wrong. Could this impact the new college football playoff and the rules that they already agreed upon a year ago, which includes like a certain number of Power 5 teams and at-large bids and Group of 5 teams? Because guess what? There's no more Power 5 and Group of 5 after this goes down. You're right about that, and probably there probably is a scenario. You know, they can still take one of the teams. What do you got, 12 in the playoff? Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. Dude. No, but the, but the, the details, the details are going to have to be reworked now, and it takes them forever to agree to details. These guys stink at that. My favorite part of this conversation is college football coaches were worried about NILs and the transfer portal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ruining college football? We woke up today, and the whole entire landscape of college football has been bulldozed. It really, if this all comes to fruition and I have no reason to believe it won't because it's when people start to get desperate, they then start to grasp. And now that everybody's bailing, it's almost like those that were steadfast and prideful because of some allegiance. Now they're going to be starting I, to take the money as well. And I w made a joke about the Saudis, but wait for it. Wait for it. I'm calling it right now. The Big Ten's going to wind up with 24 teams. That sounds absurd. Carolina, Virginia, Pittsburgh, all these teams qualify academically. You wind up with 24 teams. You wind up with, say, four divisions of six each. And then instead of having a conference champion, you play a four-team kind of pseudo playoff in, your, in there. And that's how you get to the championship. And then you wind up with two additional games. It only means more revenue for them. This is going to be a huge money grant. The SEC and the, <laughs> and the Big Ten are going to absolutely uh, clean up. Just a clean, efficient 2014 conference. <laughs> I think the big guy, I'm all in a, I, don't, I don't know about them all, but I think the big guy's smiling through tears. Like, he loves college football so much. I think today matters to you, big guy. I'm not happy. Like, I genuinely, like, am upset by what's going on. I couldn't care. Okay, let's we'll just put the spread up and let's go. News will break as we continue sharp money. Stick around. We called it yesterday. The Jets in the under. Huh? This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. 
So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. You want to get in on the fantasy action, but sick of managing your roster, sick of player injuries ending your season? With Best Ball on DraftKings, you can get the best of your team all season long. This year, Best Ball on DraftKings is bigger than ever. $10 million. You saw our stock, right? We're handing money out like crazy. It's guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. For a limited time, you could join DraftKings, largest Best Ball contest ever, and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before the offer expires. Start playing Best Ball, download the DraftKings app right now and use the code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest and Snake Draft for your team of the season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all of your top scores. No ads, no drops, no trades. No, I should have played that guy. No, teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home $1 million in top prize. So what are you waiting for? Head over to DraftKings in the app and sign up with the code SHARP. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER, one per customer, opt-in required, $10 entry fee. Bonus issued as $10 DK dollars. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com slash promos for details. Okay, we got you back here. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher on a Friday. As we were just talking realignment, we'll move on from that drama and actually talk some college football. Brooks Austin does a great job. Fan Nation's director of recruiting. Also, Dogs Daily lead editor at Brooks Austin BA on Twitter. First off, we say hi to you, Brooks. We're going to get to the football. Did you just want to give a thought on all that's happening right now with the drama and realignment? Dude, to hell with realignment. That's the best live read I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you through that like nobody's business. Holy smokes. Um, no, I love, how, I love how college football decision makers are just out here flying by the seat of their pants. Dude, I read an article yesterday from uh, Apple saying they were about to save the Pac-12 network. Talk about getting into TV uh, and sports rights. Like, I, yesterday, Pac-12 good, saved. Everyone's good. Today, Pac-12 gone, completely dissolved. Like, I, I just I find it fascinating that the, the conference alignment and conference realignment it's just getting figured out by the hour like we're finding it out by the hour. I, I mean, guys getting called in from the Big Ten Network, not to do behind-the-curtain stuff, but y'all got y'all shows all jacked up because y'all got guys getting called into the Big Ten Network because they got to go film. The Big Ten surprised <laughs> by their own news? What are we doing, man? <laughs> Dustin, where did you – Brooks is a superstar. First off, the picture is lit that we've got of him. He's got a tank top and some shades on, and he comes out the gate oh, swinging. You, you love to see it. Brooks Austin joining us. Uh, okay. We used to joke on our old show that you could put a fence around the state of Georgia and win some national championships. Well, Kirby – it's just having a run, dude. Like two straight should be in the running, obviously, for a third state favored in the market at plus 215 national championship. Let's start with an overview. We'll start with the quarterback position and just lay into it, Brooks. What do you got on Georgia? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear that they're not going to name a starter until they Carson Beck runs out with the first team unit um, in that. No, don't tell me it's true. Okay, we'll get him back. We'll get a connection. The guy came out the gate better than anybody in our four months as a guest. Just hilarious. I love when somebody takes the initiative, has a personality, and entertains. And that's exactly what Brooks did. And then T-Mobile got us, or whoever he's using. Can we get a tower in Georgia? Can we get a tower? Hey, like that's we got okay. We're of back. Towers. We got plenty of towers. The problem is too much traffic. I'm sitting on 85 right now, headed to a high school football game. Um, no, you're talking about car, uh, the starting quarterback. I think it's yeah. pretty clear it's going to be Carson Beck. You won't see that. You won't know that. You won't hear that until he r literally runs out with the first-team unit. That's kind of how Kirby does things. But the other way Kirby does things is he allows the old head to lose the job. If, if the guy's going to ultimately lose the job, he has to go out there and do it. You know, he has to play his way out of the opportunity because he rewards those who stick around and pay their dues. And that's exactly what Carson Beck's done in the first three years of his college career. 
Brooks, let's go to the other side of the ball. Georgia's been known for their defense for the last several years, particularly two years ago. Love Malachi Starks and Tyreek Smith back there. Also, when you look at Jamon Dumas-Johnson, I think he's going to be an absolute dude. Who else for you stands out in this Georgia defense? I don't want you to sit there and compare it to two years ago because that was, uh, to me, probably the second-best defense I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but they were elite. How good are they compared to last year, which had a plethora of talent? Yeah, I don't know if they're as elite up front as they have been over the last couple of years. I think they'll be deeper than ever at the defensive back position. But if you just want to talk about, like, superstar power, I think you start with a guy like Michael Williams. He was a five-star football player coming out of high school in Columbus, Georgia. Was like they, was one of the guys they knew was going to be elite, was drawing comparisons to Trayvon Walker coming out of high school. He comes in first year, has six and a half, seven sacks as a true freshman. He's going to play like an All-American this year as a sophomore at that defensive end position. But when you look at it, that's like the only true known first-rounder that they kind of got in that, that front line of defense, if you will. The two linebackers, Jamon Dumas-Johnson, you hit it on the head, and Smile Mondon, those are NFL football players. Sneaky little take here. Smile Mondon's going to be the higher drafted. He's got more of the traits. 6'2", 230 pounds, he'll run 4'4 caliber at the NFL Combine. He is a freak of nature. That dude ran like 11'3 in the 110 hurdles. If you know anything about track, that's freaky as hell. Um, and then in terms of that defensive backfield, man, you talked about Malachi Starks. A guy like Javon Bullard has just shown up and made plays in every big game. Heck, he's taken home every MVP in the college football playoffs that Stetson Bennett didn't take home. So he kind of was the superstar on the other side of the ball in the big games. Brooks, DraftKings has got the win total for Georgia set at 11 and a half. Where's the loss? Tell me where you find yeah, the loss in that schedule. That's will they lose to uh, Tennessee on the road in Knoxville? I say no because that's like way down the road. We'll kind of know who Tennessee is by that point. Look, Tennessee will either be playing for an opportunity at a national title, right? They'll be almost, uh, they'll be either undefeated or a one loss football team come late November because that game is November 18th, I believe. Um, they'll either be a one last team playing for their season, very similar to last year, um, or they'll be a two or three loss team because they'll have already gone through the ringer. They'll have already played Alabama. They'll have already played the bulk of their schedule by the time they get to Georgia. Um, Georgia, on the other hand, their only really other test in my eyes on paper is Ole Miss the week before they play Tennessee um, because I think Lane Kiffin has what it's required to, to kind of beat a team like Georgia. If you're going to overcome a, a pretty severe deficit against a football team that's you know, got a, a really strong defense, you're going to have to be able to run the ball willingly, which they'll be able to do with Judkins. And you have to have the ability to score quickly, which means your offensive coordinator, your play designer, has to be able to de design shots. Lane Kiffin's made a career out of that. And you kind of have to have irrational confidence to win on the road in a situation like that. And by God, if that ain't Lane Kiffin, I don't know what it is. By the way, when you started to tee up Tennessee, I thought we were talking to Josh Heupel here for a second with one loss or no losses. Look, the only way that Georgia is losing to Tennessee, guys, is if the flight for Delta doesn't take off from Hartsfield-Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you're down. You're he's down. He's down, Brooks, on Tennessee. Where where are you overall on that squad this year? Dude, I watched Joe Milton the other day for about an hour and a half. I sat down and watched that Clemson game and uh, just watched every throw he made. He is supremely talented, and when you are supremely talented and playing an offense like Josh Heupel's, they don't make it that hard for you, man. Look to the left and throw a dart, and that's about what he does really, really well. Um, it's about a matter of whether or not when you come up against teams like Georgia, man, they've done the same recipe the last two years against Heupel's offense. They've gone man-to-man -man across the board, put two safeties up in the top of the defense and said, all right, we're going to stop everything you try to do running the game are running the ball with five guys in the box because, well, we're Georgia and we're bigger and better than you, and then everybody else is going to guard and cover you. So now quarterback, Tennessee's quarterback, Joe Milton, you know, Hendon Hooker, whoever it was, for the first time all year, your timing is going to be disrupted. So what are you going to do when pockets start collapsing, bases are a little tighter, and you're not just, hey, that guy's wide open now. Throw it to him. We're playing fast. That's not what Georgia allows offenses like that to do because they have the, the manpower. Literally, it's man-to-man -man coverage. They have the manpower across the board to cover teams like Tennessee. Brooks, I love Kendall Milton at the tailback position. Love Ra Ra Thomas coming over from Mississippi State, but if you had to point to a weakness for this team, which unit would it be that you're, you're a little bit concerned with? Uh, interior defensive line. I think Kirby even hit on that this week during his press conferences. They're not super deep at that position. In years past, they've had a guaranteed, like, all right, Jalen Carter's a guy, third and medium, third and short. Hey, they could run or pass. Doesn't matter. 88's going to win. Years past, same thing. They had Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, Trayvon Walker. They had guys. 
up there, multiple, and they could go deep. They could go three, four guys uh, and rotate it out, stay fresh with bodies that are going to play in the NFL. I don't know if they necessarily have that right now, um, but, hey, this is what Georgia and Alabama eventually, Alabama was, Georgia's trying to become, right? You have to become a factory. No-name guys have to come in there and have one-year deals where, they, hey, I'm a one-year starter. I started at Georgia, had a big year. I'm a first-round draft pick now. You know, guys like that at Alabama were, were very, very often. They happen very, very often. Absolutely love your vibe. Brooks Austin, lead editor, Dogs Daily. Also, he's got a YouTube channel, which I'll be looking at as soon as the show ends. Make sure you go check him out, support him. The Film Guy Network does a great job at Brooks Austin, BA. Brooks, we'll talk to you during the season, man. Thanks for that. That was great. No doubt. Uncommon energy. We'll see you later. <laughs> like, well, the thing is, I just got back from a month, and that live read for DraftKings, which, by the way, the contest, the fantasy contest is awesome. But the live read is like Tolstoy wrote it. So I was trying to rush through it so we could give Brooks as much time as possible. And he rightfully so called me out. We've got Kirby defending the Georgia schedule, which will give them all a heart attack next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal, what happened to the good old days of Dan Hawkins screaming at his press conference? It's the Big 12. <laughs> That's when football was pure as we welcome you back here. Of course, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. We're going to bring in a friend and a colleague. And really one of the talented guys doing this, Chris Plank, Big 12 Radio on Sirius XM. Also, Mad Dog Sports Radio does a great job there. Sooners Radio Network sideline reporter. Also, 9 to 11 on 94.7, the Red in Oklahoma. That's Norman, Oklahoma City. Tulsi's all over the place. And we say hi to Chris straight from the lawnmower. Hi, Chris. And we'll start here because I know you've been all over it. You were hosting this morning on Mad Dog Sports Radio as Brett McMurphy and Staples and all the college reporters were talking about realignment. Now, of course, you cover Oklahoma. You're right there. You're going to be headed to the SEC. But what's your take today as the Jenga pieces continue to fall across college football in the landscape? Everything, Patrick, I thought I knew. Going into this alignment, uh, realignment saga, I, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. Every source that I had talked to through this process told me, yeah, there is no way that Washington and Oregon will end up in the Big Ten during this cycle. I'm not kidding, man. Every single person. So to see that happen and to see the way that it, that it played out is really shocking. You know, I, it, there's a part of me that gets nostalgic every now and then about the Pac-12 because you know, I grew up a UCLA fan. That was my team. I'm a little bit older, and I can remember watching, you know, the Corey Pauses and the Gaston Greens, and I love those basketball teams with Tracy Murray and Don McClain. But to think that they're playing in the Big Ten, you know, to think that USC is now in the Big Ten with Washington and Oregon and Arizona's in the Big 12 and maybe Arizona State and Utah, I mean, I just – it's very confusing how we got to this point, but chase the money. And at some point, I think the Big Ten – I, I mean, I, I may be, I've been off on everything on this, so I could be off here too. So you guys feel free to crush any take I have, Emil or, or Patrick. But I, uh, um, I, I don't know, man. I guess they panicked because they thought the SEC might go get Florida State mm -hmm. and, and and bulk up on Clemson, and they thought we've got to we've got to continue to have our place. Maybe they wanted to make sure they had those TV windows. Maybe they saw the Apple TV Plus at the Pac-12 and said, "Hey, Apple TV, you don't have to spend your money there. We'll add these teams and give you better matchups week in and week out." I don't know, but uh, I'm going to tell you something. The people that I trust in realignment that have talked to me, uh, they were as shocked as how this played out over the last 48 hours as well. When you look. Chris, when you look at college football, Oklahoma now going into the SEC, they bring in Venables. I love the hire because he's a defensive guy, and people forget how much success he had at Oklahoma before he went to Clemson. This program, where do they have to get better this year as they get geared up to go towards the SEC next year? What do you like about this team, and what is one of the areas where they got to get better? Well, I appreciate that you guys have this countdown clock so I don't talk for the next eight minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds about my beloved Sooners. So thank you for asking, and I'll try to be as brief as possible. Um, you hit it on the head. They've got a defensive pedigree, but it sure as heck didn't look like they knew what they were supposed to be doing. 
defensively last year. The numbers were staggering with how bad they were. So um, maybe this is a little bit homeristic, but th- th- the schedule is as is as nice as it could be to Oklahoma, especially when you consider uh, Patrick Amal. I don't know if you guys know this, but Georgia is supposed to be on the schedule this year. Yep. And with them going to the SEC, they replaced Georgia with SMU. So we'll take that in week two from a potential dub perspective. But if they're just a little bit better defensively, just a little bit better, um, I think they can see themselves playing in Arlington because we know they can score points. Um, if they protect the football, eliminate the penalties, they're a little better on the offensive line, a lot of new skill players. And, you know, we'll see how much Dylan Gabriel has improved. I mean, Patrick, I think the last time that I talked to you was right before the red river showdown last year. Correct. I, that didn't go so well for Oklahoma. Whenever <laughs> Dylan Gabriel didn't play. So they need him to stay healthy. Everyone's in love with the freshman that's coming in and Jackson Arnold, the quarterback, the five-star, but give him time. You know, I'm all the, the easiest answer is just a little bit better defensively. And I think they've got a chance to play for the big 12 championship. You mentioned the 49, nothing beatdown in Dallas. Oh, I've got your Oklahoma Sooners, Chris. I think you got an, I think you have a really good opportunity to be five and oh headed to Dallas. Like if you take a look at this guy, if everything comes together, like you said, and last year was interesting because they were 0 and five in one score games. As you know, injury problems all over the place. What's fascinating right. about Venables is actually offensively. They were really good. It's just, he couldn't stop the run. Yeah. They couldn't do anything defensively five and oh, going to Dallas. I think that's an, I think that's a possibility. Well, I, I would I would go ahead and add to this just from kind of the way the fans are looking at it right now, Patrick, and you know that my nine to eleven show, nine to noon now every day on 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 the ref, it's all college football, it's all Oklahoma, it's all SEC and Big Twelve, and I can tell you this: if they're not five and zero going into the Red River Showdown, people are going to be really angry. So <laughs> hmm. it's it shows you how expectations go from I hope we're a little bit better to. Look at this schedule. If we're not five and zero, we suck. And I'll tell you what, I think the Big Twelve is the conference of competition this year. I don't. Everyone's putting Texas as the favorite. I buy it with that talent. They should be, but it is as wide open from about two to seven or eight as we've seen in a long time. Chris, I completely agree with you. When I look at Texas, yes, on paper they theoretically should be the best team, but I don't think the Sooners are that far away. Uh, I know Dustin and I are huge fans of Dylan Gabriel. I love his mobility. Drake Stoops back for a sixth year. A couple things for you um, in terms of running back. You, lo- you for you are you a Javante Barnes guy? I like Gavin Sawcheck a lot. I think he's going to be an absolute dude. And Drake Stoops, can somebody please explain to me why the hell this guy doesn't get ten targets a game? Because all he does is catch the ball for nine and a half yards on every play. Every play, and he's always open. Yeah, and he always exactly. catches the ball. So I think you're going to see him just because of the lack of experience that Oklahoma has at the receiver position. You know, Drake Stoops and Jalil Farouk are the only returning wide receivers who have done much of anything for Oklahoma. There's promise, right? There's, you know, uh, a lot of buzz is is building around Nick Anderson. Uh, a lot of buzz is building around uh, Gibson, Jane Gibson, the the, the two sophomores that are returning a uh, true freshman and, and Jacquez Pedway is getting a lot of run, but at the core of it, you've got to do it in Drake stoops that just makes plays. So they've got another guy that if, if they stood next to each other, you think they were the same person and uh, Gavin Freeman at that wide receiver spot that plays at same position as Drake Stoops does. So I think you'll see the sophomore factor in just a bit, but yeah, you know, I love Javante Barnes at the running back position. I think he's got a chance to be a good number one. They're big on this Caleb Hicks freshman that's coming in, but that's not to take anything away from a home run threat. Like uh, Gavin saw Chuck is it's a weird year because there isn't really a lot of returning experience anywhere at the skill position for Oklahoma. And I think that's what makes this so fascinating because it's not dudes that have produced but it's dudes whose ceiling appear to be pretty limitless as far as what they can accomplish at those positions. Well, Chris, i all the market believes Oklahoma is going to improve big time. Their win total set at nine and a half over at DraftKings. We'll get a prediction from Chris in a second on that. I want to ask you a question. And by the way, their second, your second betting favorite in conference at plus three forty to win it. That is Texas at even money. And Texas, uh, Sarkeesian's a joke. Let's, they always have talent, <laughs> always under, they never meet their expectations. That's before Sarkeesian as well. Let's go to Venables. How did he handle the losing season? What's the overall personality? Give me a, a feel for him. For him. I, I think, I think Brent Venables is one of the coolest dudes I've ever covered. Um, he described himself as a cactus the other day, but in other words, he's just, I'm a low maintenance guy. Let me coach football, you know, little, <laughs> little water, a lot of sun. 
But I think he learned in this last year that there are a lot of people that need you and your time more than just this football team. That sounds crazy for a coach, but that's college coaching, right? Get to a point where you've got your facility and you're in the SEC and you're winning games, then those donor responsibilities and those media responsibilities are a little bit fewer and further between, but they're still there. They're always going to be there for a head coach. So I think that was a big adjustment for Brent Venables last year. I think, you know, was he, I think he still called the defense. All right. I, I Ted roof was the defensive coordinator, but I think Brent Venables still called it. And I, I think he's learning to trust his assistants and listen even more. Not that he didn't, but just as a head coach to listen and learn a little bit more and just overall improvement, like the foundation side of this, it's really impressive, man. And I'm not just saying that as an OU Homer, as someone that, you know, lives, you know, five miles from the university, they're building the foundation of, you know, a holistic approach. Uh, moms and dads are going to love this whenever they come here. And Oh, by the way, after initially shunning NIL, bro, they have gone all in and they're as competitive at NIL uh, with anyone else in the country. So I think he's learned that not everyone operates like he does. And I think he's learned to be a little bit more sensitive to that and empower his assistants a little bit more. I'm, I'm really excited to see how he grows in year two. Patrick, I love your question. I love Chris's response. I was told by somebody, because I asked somebody about seven, eight years ago, why is Venables not a head coach? They said he didn't interview well, but everything else across the board is off the charts. And, you know, look, nobody in Clemson will admit this. The reason they have two national titles is because Dabo Sweeney hired him in 2012. If he was still in Norman, I'm telling you right now, there's a new head coach in Clemson at this point in time. That's how much I think of Venables and the job he's going to do here with this team defensively. They just need to kind of get on track here. You look at them, they've got some pieces Stutzman's a great linebacker to start with. Can Dylan Gabriel stay healthy, and can they get this offense going? I, I'm with Chris, and I, I know Chris covers OU, but but I'm telling you, Patrick, they're always tough at home. They have they have talent. They got seven starters back on defense. I, I think they're going to be right there. Do they get to? T- you see the clock, Chris. Do they get to ten wins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, with this schedule, they should. They better. I, I liked what you said about Dylan Gabriel. You know, he's got to improve in his accuracy and his footwork and his touch. His receivers have got to help. And a lot of drop passes last year uh, minimize the penalties. And uh, let me give you a name defensively. Get to know him. Where's number seven? Jaron Kanick. I think he's the guy next to Danny Stutzman at that linebacker position. Could be really special for Oklahoma. Was a Clemson commit. Wasn't got, Brent Venable's like, don't come here. Stay going to Clemson. Kanick's like, nope, I'm coming. And now he's got a chance to be a starting linebacker. I think they can hit that over. Chris, Deshaun McCullough is going to have a monster year. Stud. Stud. <laughs> you guys should do an Oklahoma show together. Hey, is the hey, Colonel the still best. there? Is the what? Is the Colonel still there? Oh, no, he left. He left. He's okay. not there anymore, but he's still a legend. At Plank Show on Twitter for everything. Enjoy the vacation with the family. We're coming back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. More Big 12 Talk. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we welcome you back, Sharp Money. Our next guest, we share one commonality that's an agent. Other than that, his life has been way better than mine. That is Jake Butt, way more talented as well. Big Ten Network analyst, of course, former great Michigan tight end. And as Amal pointed out when we were talking to Jake before he joined us, this guy is going to be a freaking superstar. So charismatic, so good on camera. As we say hi to Jake, we're going to talk the Big Ten. Remember, we dropped our college football betting guide, and so we're talking non stop college football vison.com slash subscribe Jake first off thank you so much for joining we appreciate you and secondly I just went back home to visit family I, you were there I've never seen a fan base gassed up for this year's Michigan team this is insane right now oh yeah guys first off it's great to be on here with you and great to connect but rightfully so rightfully so and in, it's even more so when you think that this is the expectation you know, I know when I was recruited and committed to Michigan, that's the expectation in Ann Arbor, but it just hasn't lived up to expectations. So finally, after, you know, a decade plus, two decades plus of waiting for it, now they can rightfully puff their chests out a little bit. Saw the guys at Big Ten Media Days. There was a lot of smiles and a, and a good energy around the Michigan program. So uh, it, was, it, was, it, took a, it was a long road to get there, but certainly these guys are wearing their heart on their sleeve now with a little more pride. Jake, I said that Michigan is the best poised team to win the national championship this year because they get the Buckeyes at home in that crucial game. Make a case for why this team should win the national title this year. Well, you know, I, I get what you're saying, right? It, it, they, they are up there in my preseason number one as well. The other piece is, like, well, you look at the other teams, and, and Ohio State is a pick. I, I say, Ohio State, who's your quarterback going to be? Even more so than that, who's your offensive tackles going to be? They're, they lost three offensive linemen to the draft. There's questions there. You know, Penn State is another team, even in the Big Ten East, that says, you know, hey, who's, who's your receivers going to be? How, how good, how quickly can these young pieces step up for you? And then Georgia, another a fan favorite, even Alabama's, who's going to be the next quarterback, right? So there's question marks across the board, whereas Michigan, we were talking in the spring, the biggest question mark is who's your cornerback three, right? They're returning so many guys with experience. And for them, they have a guy in J.J. McCarthy who it's not just it's a, he's the starter. Now you're talking about, hey, can he have a Heisman-type season? It will depend on the play calling, but this team certainly is ready to make a run. And I think, in a sense, maybe the TCU loss might motivate them a little bit more. Michigan, of course, Big Ten as far as the conference, essentially co-betting favorites with Amal Shaw's Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State plus 165 over at DraftKings. Michigan plus 170. I want to ask you about Harbaugh's approach. And also J.J. McCarthy. There's, there's no doubt who the guy is now. Do you think that pressure gets to him, or do you think he thrives in that situation? Well, no, I, I, you have to know a character. You have to know character to understand how someone's going to handle pressure. And I don't know how closely you follow the team or J.J., but I've gotten to know him over the couple years. And uh, that, that dude is built for this. I don't think he feels any type of pressure. He, he rises to the occasion. There's no limits that, that are self-imposed. There's no, no throw J.J. can't make. There's no play he can't make with his legs. He's got that special it factor. The only limit I see would be the fact that Michigan and Coach Harbaugh, and, and I've experienced this as well, Michigan can run the ball 40 times a game and sleepwalk to eight or nine victories this year. The challenge is, is to not get too comfortable with that. Even though you're going to beat those out-of-conference teams pretty handily, still try to open up that playbook. Let J.J. get in the gun and air it out like you did in the second half of the TCU game, like you did at times against Ohio State. Build that equity early. Build, let, basically, 
communicating to JJ, hey, listen, man, we trust you. We know we, we want you to believe in yourself to go take care of the football and make these plays. We know with that offensive line and that running back room that they're going to be successful. But early in the season for JJ as an individual and for the offense as a whole, they're going to need to open up the playbook a little bit and start to try to threaten defenses vertically with the passing game to see where that lies and, and where they can really uh, find a passing identity. Jake, I want to ask you quickly about the receivers. Do you like Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, or is it going to be Colston Loveland who's the guy that really is going to be J.J.'s primary target in so many situations? Oh, I, I like those guys. I think they're good. They've proven to be good. The question is, is again, can they be great? Can they be occasionally great? Can they be consistently great? I mean, we've seen at times Cornelius make some excellent plays, and you're like, wow, all right, this, guy, this guy's got a chance to be a top-tier receiver in the Big Ten Conference. Roman Wilson, blazing fast. He's made some plays. Now he's dealt with some injuries here and there throughout the past two seasons, so he's got the potential too. Where's their ceiling? I think Colston, you look at what he did as a tight end, particularly against Ohio State and Purdue, he had seven or eight targets against TCU as well. That dude's a true freshman. So now we can say, hey, if you're good as a true freshman or even occasionally great as a true freshman, then the ceiling goes a little bit higher than the other two guys. I think Colson has a chance to be the primary target this year. I've said this. I think he has a chance to be the best tight end to ever come through Michigan. The only thing that would prevent him from doing that is I think he's so good that he has a chance to leave after his junior year. The way Jake Butt is talking about Michigan is how all 50 of my friends and family talked about Michigan when I went home. It's unbelievable. Them and the Lions this year. If the Lions and Michigan don't win this year, the state of Michigan is just going to fall off the map. Jake Butt joining us, Big Ten Network. You mentioned Penn State at the onset. Do they have the talent of Ohio State and Michigan this year? Yeah, they, they absolutely do. Again, I would start and say I think Michigan has the least amount of question marks across the board. But Ohio State and Penn State have both recruited well. Where It's not like there's a huge talent gap between any of those three teams. Similar to Ohio State, though, it's just about the question marks here and there. Ohio State has question marks of who's going to be their starting quarterback. I think either guy will be all right. But they have question marks across the offensive line, and I think that's a concern. What does Ohio State have? Two of the best receivers in all of college football and great running backs. On the flip side, Penn State is also introducing a new quarterback. I don't know how good their receivers will be. Definitely not as good as Ohio State's, but for the first Dagger. That's oh. a dagger. We, I think we're going to get Jake Butt back here. Okay, we're just going to check in on the cell. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're well, talking, of course, Amal Shaw, Patrick Maher. We're talking to Jake Butt about the Big Ten. And I believe we have him back. Jake, go ahead and just pick up. You were talking about Penn State. Yeah, just, just if, you, if you look at those three teams, both Ohio State and Penn State are introducing new quarterbacks. The difference is what's around the quarterback. Ohio State has great skill positions and question marks on their offensive line. Penn State... They have question marks at their receiver position. I don't know who's going to step up, but for the first time in a long time, they have a solid offensive line. And I think when you're introducing a new quarterback, that matters even more. You want your new quarterback to feel comfortable in the pocket and establish a run game. And in that sense, I think Penn State has the advantage over Ohio State. Jake, when you look at Ohio State, I think the one thing that's not getting talked about enough is their defense. Jim Knowles, second year, I think this team takes a step forward. Tommy Eichenberg has a chance to be an All-American. JT Tumalau, maybe Jake Sawyer shows up. Tell me how you look at this Buckeyes defense, because I think they have a chance to be elite. I do, too. And, and frankly, they were elite last year outside of a few instances, a few quarters. Yeah. And, and that's the challenge here for, for Jim Knowles. Because it's a double-edged sword. We know he's aggressive. We know he's going to load the box. He's going to bring exotic blitzes. But as we saw against Michigan, as we saw in the Georgia game, that leaves you vulnerable at times. And sometimes it might be better to just play a little bit conservative. I also think going into last year, I heard about Jim Knowles' defense and how complex it was. And it, each year when he was at Oklahoma State, the defense got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And what that signifies to me is, it's a complex playbook, and it takes time for these guys to understand all the calls and the adjustments and the intricacies, especially in an aggressive defense when you're vulnerable. So just with that in mind, year two of learning these, the same play calls and the same terminology, 
I'd expect this defense just to take a step forward, if nothing else, from the familiarity. But you, you mentioned the individuals as well. Of course, Ohio State's recruited as well as anyone. They have talent all over their defense, all over their entire roster. So, yeah, they, they certainly can take a step forward this year. I expect them to. Jake, we just have a minute left, but I just wanted to ask you, I know it must really hurt your feelings. That team in East Lansing, a bit of a rebuild. I know you're sad about it with Sparty. You want to give a few thoughts on a team that's win total set at five and a half? <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I won't, I won't do any cheap shots. Listen, I, I enjoyed when I played against Michigan state, that, that game was always like a bar fight, man. You knew what you were going to get into. Um, and, and frankly, Sometimes when I'm honest about Michigan State, Michigan State fans are like, this guy's biased. He's out to get us. I'm like, listen, man, you guys have question marks all over the team. You know, Mel Tucker said he thought that this was the best roster he's, he had. I will <laughs> respectfully disagree with that. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know how good your running back room is going to be. Kenneth Walker isn't walking in the door. You lost Keon Coleman. And when, when Michigan State was good, they had a physical defense. I haven't seen that on tape or given me – I haven't seen enough to expect that this year. So – Question marks in East Lansing for sure. Look forward to watching you all season. Big 10 Network. Jake Butt, you can find him on Twitter at jbooty88. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Anytime. Thank you. Okay. Actually, I have some questions for you, Amal Shaw, coming back about the Big 10 and a sleeper. That's next. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.